Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 135 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott with you today. And Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. We're going to the junior circuit next. And what a heavyweight tilt at Rogers Place this evening as we welcome aboard our headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Might just be the best you've ever tasted search for w-i-l-h-a-u-k today it is the number two ranked winnipeg ice rolling into rogers place to take on head coach brad lowers number three ranked edmonton oil kings brad appreciate you taking the time again today how's it going it's going well thank you excellent well hey a couple of big wins last weekend for you that's where we'll start the midway point of the of the homestand for you guys against brandon on friday a pretty lopsided scoreline and early at that maybe walk us through how you guys ended up with such an offensive output 9-1 after 40 minutes against a good week kings team yeah no exactly i mean i think uh if we were planning that before the thing about the game, we were going to score nine goals. I would have said, no, I don't think there's a chance we would have, but um, you know, it's been, it's been coming, you know, we, like we talked earlier about our, our offense. We've, I wouldn't say we struggled uh, scoring goals. We we're just, we were, we we're getting chances, but we just weren't uh, capitalizing on our opportunities. And uh, obviously against Brandon, we were able to do that. And I thought we did a lot of good things offensively. We had a lot more, Ozone time with the puck, um, you know, create a lot more more chances for. And then obviously the biggest thing that I think we we we've got those second and third opportunities, and we went to those areas where you had to score goals. Curious, uh, you know, is this as everything's starting to work around and players are starting to come back down from you know the NHL? You guys haven't received yeah. Jake Neighbors back yet, and you're you're obviously successful out of the gates despite that. But how big a loss has that been for you as he's thriving up with St. Louis? Yeah, no, I mean obviously Jake is a is a big part of our our group. You know, he's he's one of those guys that uh, is definitely the leader, um, as the as the leadership qualities that. Uh, that's good in the dressing room, and not only that, it's, he does it on the ice too. And you know, when you lose a guy like that, it, you know it's tough to replace. But you know, saying that, it's great to see that he, what he's doing up in St. Louis, and, and you know, being uh, being up there this long as a 19-year-old to to keep playing and, and keep getting the look. And um, you know, we'll see what happens here after nine games, whether they send him back to us or, or not. But you know, in saying that, I mean, obviously he's not in our lineup, but it, it's an opportunity for our guys, other guys, to step up and show the leadership. Uh, part of themselves and then also just uh, it's another opportunity for guys for more ice time too Jalen Lipen one of the players taking advantage this season who else have you seen really step up in the absence of a guy like Neighbors well you know for sure Lipen stepped up here last last this past weekend uh, Gunther came out this last past weekend with, with offensive numbers uh, Carter Such has been doing very well and you know Logan DeHunnick on our back end is uh, you know getting the puck up uh, moving the puck up well um, you know, uh, we have a uh, we we picked up from Red Deer last year. He's he's contributing offensively. So, um, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff that we do has been been collective, and and uh, it's not just relied on one or two guys. It's been kind of uh, 
gone throughout the, the lineup. Even Carson Latimer has really chipped in and started to score some goals, and he's scoring the goals in those areas where he needs to go to. Brad Lauer is the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, and one of your newer players, uh, Luke Prokop, had the immediate impact when he suited up for yeah. the first game for you guys, but having an impact off the ice as well, as we know, uh, being a representative of the LGBTQ2 uh, plus community and, mm-hmm. and contributing more to that with an announcement today that he's partnering with uh, Kids Help Phone. I think every shot he takes on goal, he's uh, is donating $10. So, you know, it, to me, I'm curious what his impact in the room, what his person around the rink is like on a day-to-day basis. What has Luke meant uh, since he's been a member of the Oil Kings franchise? Well, I just think he's the he's play type of player that we, we needed to, to put on our back end. We needed to add that size, that kind of depth. Um, we needed to add that veteran presence. Uh, the guy that's been in our league for, for a while, and you know he's that guy that kind of brings that maturity back to our back end here. We lost some key guys last season, and I think uh, with his experience, the way he can play the game, um, you know, was a big piece to add to our lineup. And, you know, what he's doing off the ice is tremendous. Um, you know, I hope he gets 10 or 15 shots tonight and spends more money. But, uh, you know, he's doing a lot of good things for, uh, on and off the ice. Nice for him to have a little offensive incentive there uh, from your perspective, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, as well. Sure. And uh, particularly when you're welcoming a juggernaut uh, like uh, the Winnipeg Ice, 11-0 and on this season. They have a yeah. lot of high Bantam draft picks. They have a lot of projected high NHL draft picks. And let's just key in for a minute. I know you focus majority on, on your own team, but Matt Savoy uh, is a special talent from right around these these parts. You know, How much yeah. are you looking at on what they're doing as, in terms of your preparation? Yeah, you know, obviously they they really put up some big numbers here at the beginning of the year offensively, scoring a bunch of sixty some plus goals. I think, or even more now. Um, in eleven games, you know, they've they've really offensively put up some good numbers, and obviously Savoy's been a big key a part of that. I mean, uh, I think what you're seeing, you know, from them, um, you know, what they're doing right now, you're seeing the Bantam draft work. Um, what, what I mean by that is this, you know, they've had some tough years and. Um, you know, you're, you're starting to see some of those high draft picks that they've been able to pick and and and, and be very successful now in the Western Hockey League. And obviously, they're they're a top contender in our in our league. And um, you know, they they got a number of guys right now that uh, are having great great starts to their season. And and you're seeing with that with the results they have. Last game of this homestand, Brad, and then you guys get one on the road uh, Saturday night against Red Deers. Uh, is it nice for you to get sort of the break in the routine when you've been at home for for five in a row to head back out on the road and and you know just just that's part of being a hockey player, isn't it? Yeah, that's junior hockey. I think uh, we were able to get on the road here. Uh, we had a couple of home home games here, uh, home and away, a little bit to start of the year. Then we got out to. Uh, so current Medicine Hat and Lethbridge, we played played those teams earlier in the year, and it was good for our guys to kind of get on the road. And then now we've been here for a little bit. But anytime you get on the road and get together with your teammates, and and uh, you know, it kind of builds a little bit of team bonding that's kind of built in on these road trips. So it's it's kind of nice to to get on the road together and and and, and just be together for you know from day to day. Well, Brad, I always appreciate you joining the show, and uh, good luck in this doubleheader this weekend. 
Great, thank you. Absolutely. That's Brad Lauer, the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Again, 7 o'clock tonight, they will welcome the Winnipeg Ice, the undefeated Winnipeg Ice to Rogers Place. Oil Kings leading the Central Division. So, as mentioned, that's going to be a heavyweight showdown. And then if you're tuning in from Red Deer, head down to the PV Mart Centrium tomorrow night. 7 o'clock puck drop. The Oilers, or the Oil Kings, excuse me, will be on the road. We will be right back on Oilers Now after this. I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Cody, you're giving me an earache. What's going on back there? <laughs> it's a Friday. Must have uh, clicked the wrong button there. Mail it in Friday on Oilers Now. Uh, just to sort of circle back to what I was saying about Luke Prokop, he has partnered with Kids Help Phone, and uh, again, for it's called the Shots for Impact program. It will see uh, Prokop donate $10 to the e-mental health service for every shot on goal that he records this season. The Oil Kings uh, with the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation will also be matching Prokop's donation at the end of the season. Of course, Kit Help Phone is is Canada's only 24-7 e-mental health service. They offer free confidential support in English and French to young people. So that is an excellent bit of community involvement for Luke Prokop. Another big uh, part of the Edmonton community, as we know, CFL team here, the Elks, they are back in town looking for their first win on the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium this year and to tee it up with the Hamilton Tiger Cats in town we hook up with Dave Campbell our color man on the Elks broadcast tonight Dave been a long time since you've been in the booth man and certainly a longer time since we've chatted like this how you been I know it's good to chat like this and, and I would just want to comment I, I thought Cody found a uh, like a, a, a crazy uh, uh, souped up version of that BTO let it roll song oh, yeah. so hey I I thought this was something that he found. Thought I could play DJ today and throw in a curveball. Yeah, DJ yeah, there Cody you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So tonight, um, it's going to be a big football game every time the Elks step out there from here on out, Dave. They're trying to salvage, yeah. uh, you know, the respectable nature of the season. I frankly, am, I don't know that I'm surprised that there's been as much change as there have been. I, I am surprised how quickly it's come and that it's come mid-season. What do you make of the new look quarterback room that features Nick Arbuckle? Yeah, you know, I, I think, first of all, to get a, a, a quarterback of Nick Arbuckle, I think is very important for uh, Brock Sunderland, the general manager, and the head coach, Jamie Elizondo, because with the departure of Trevor Harris, um, you're left with a, a raw rookie who not so raw anymore. He's making his fourth start. And then you have the backup in Dakota Prukop, who has the most uh, tenure, uh, along with a newcomer by the name of Case Cookus. And your quarterback room doesn't have a lot of experience. Neither does Nick Arbuckle, although he spent uh, the entire 2018 season with the Stan Peters as a short yardage quarterback, uh, won a great cup with the team. And in 19, uh, played seven games, started seven games, four and three in place of an injured bowl, Levi Mitchell. And then to uh, this season, uh, for some reason, fell out of favor, even though they paid, you know, Nick Arbuckle. Uh, half his salary and a signing bonus this year. They put a lot invested in him. And uh, 
then all of a sudden he's not their quarterback. So, uh, uh, you know, if they didn't, they didn't want him, I think Brock Sunderland was ready to take Nick Arbuckle. And uh, I, I like the guy a lot. I'm, 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 I'm rooting for him in a lot of ways. And he needs a contract for next year, and he wants to stop moving around. This is his fourth franchise in, in two years, and some of that is, you know, not his fault. Uh, but I, I like it, and I think it does give the room – uh, some more camaraderie, but it does give the room that competition feel that you need. So there isn't a clear number one anymore, even though it'll be Taylor Cornelius uh, for now. But Nick Arbuckle at some point, I would imagine, is going to get on the field and uh, we'll see what he can do. So uh, I just sense kind of a bit of a, a a new energy around the team right now. And that was my next question for you, is being down at the practice field and sort of seeing the morale and the mojo and the energy levels of this group, how would you assess that in the bye week or as they've come out of the bye week and preparing for Hamilton? Well, I think the bye week helps because, you know, this team has lost five straight games. And, uh, you know, even before the bye week, I was talking to head coach Jamie Elizondo and I said, how hard is it for this group to keep coming out and having that optimism? And, he, you know, he said it's it's hard. You know, it's hard on the veterans especially and it's hard on everybody. Uh, but they came out and had a good performance against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers losing uh, 26-16, but it was 16-16 early in the fourth quarter. So they were step for step. And then uh, the, the Trevor Harris trade happens and then Nick Arbuckle trade happens and it just – yeah, it just feels like in a bye week. And I think when you come off a bye week anyway, you kind of have that renewed enthusiasm about getting back on the field. Everyone's well-rested and mentally and, and physically. So uh, I found this group to be loose, uh, to have a lot of energy and, uh, and positivity. And, you know, we'll see if it translates uh, into a, a victory tonight or especially or, you know, if it's not a win, it's, it has to be a win now if they want to make the playoffs. I mean, it's not guaranteed if they win all their five games, right? They're going to make it. But let's see if they can play some good, consistent football and build off of that. Looked like a couple key pieces missing off the defensive line for this team. Costigan, who's had a great year, and, and Thomas Ceresna, they're bo- or sorry, uh, Jake Ceresna, both on the uh, one-game injured list. Yeah, that's right. And unfortunately for Jake Ceresna, uh, he lost his mother recently. So that's why he's uh, not playing tonight. He's uh, back home uh, dealing with uh, with with uh, with that. With And, you know, we give Sir, uh, Jake uh, and the Ceresna family all of our condolences. And uh, so he's out. So we'll see uh, Christian Rector, who has, you know, played a bit. We haven't seen him a lot as a regular uh, mostly we saw him as a defensive end in training camp, but uh, he's someone that can bounce in and out. Uh, a lot of quickness, a lot of power. So we'll see him line up beside Mike Moore in the interior. And yeah, Thomas Costigan has a, a quad injury. He was limited all throughout the week. So that'll put Matthew Betts back in a starter role across from a Kwaku Boateng. And we will see Antonio Simmons. So that will thrust him into action. He was the uh, player that came back in the Trevor Harris trade. So we'll get to see uh, our first look at Antonio Simmons tonight. Can you give us a sneak preview? What what has he shown you in the time that you've seen him on the practice field? Yeah, he's quick. He's He's got a lot of quickness and power. Um, we've got to remember back in week two when the Alouettes uh, were here in Edmonton and they handed them a pretty convincing uh, a victory or, or, or produced a, a, a convincing victory. Antonio Simmons had two sacks in that game. That's the only two sacks he's had all year. Um, he has uh, seven overall in his CFL career, and he, he's someone that can really get after you. Uh, I think he's 
you like I say, he's quick off the uh, off the line. His get off is good. Uh, someone that can uh, use his power as well. So we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to him being in that rotation. Even though they're going to miss Thomas Costigan, he's been a great find for this team. And if he was healthy, he would start. But you know, the ripple effect of his injury is we we find we we do get to see uh, what Antonio Simmons uh, is all about. And you know, I, I think when you're traded for Trevor Harris and people are kind of downgrading the return of Trevor Harris. I think that probably puts a little extra motivation. And plus, you know, in Montreal, he said the last two weeks of the uh, of his time as a member of the Alouettes, he, he saw a trade coming because his role was getting diminished. So new opportunity, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see what he can do tonight. Can you give me 30 seconds or less on the Ticats? What can we expect from them? Well, their defense is so good. I mean, you look at the group of 12, the front seven, the back end, and the secondary – not a lot of weaknesses there. Very difficult to get the the, the bigger big plays or chunk plays. Offensively, Jeremiah Mazzoli finally won his first game of the season last week against uh, in a win over the Ottawa Red Blacks. He's one and four. Uh, they won't have Braylon Addison in the lineup. He's on a six-game injury list with a hamstring injury, but they're they're a plug-and-play type receiving core. If you're a defense playing them, you have to basically protect every part of the field they will make you run uh, they have had trouble moving the ball and scoring points and they're so we'll see what happens tonight against the defense that has made it difficult for offenses to move the ball on them at times but uh and their special teams has always been very good in hamilton so uh this is going to be a very interesting one tonight and i i'm, I'm looking forward to it Seven forty-five kickoff on chat i'll see you at the field dave thanks for the time looking forward to it brennan all right, that is Dave Campbell, the color analyst of the Edmonton Elks here on 6.30. Chad, let's go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel. You can join Oilers now in Seattle to see the Oilers play the Kraken and the Seahawks host the 49ers. Sunday night football, you kidding me? Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. You got this one? Sure, why not? Let's go back to 2009. The Oilers build up a 4-0 lead and hang on to beat Ken Holland stacked up Detroit. Red Wing 6-5. Dustin Penner has a goal and three assists. Yeah, there's something to be said about beating that Ken Holland-built Red Wings team back in 2009. Absolutely. Hey, you just heard about it tonight on 6.30. Chad, you've got the Elks versus the Tiger Cats. 6 o'clock countdown to kickoff. 7.45 game time. Uh, I'll be on the sidelines. I should probably check the weather forecast, too. Do you think they're going to get their first win or what? I think that this is a group that has really not a lot to lose at this point. And given the amount of change and the amount of refreshed uh, energy around there, I mean, if you've ever heard Jamie Elizondo talk, the head coach of the team is the most positive guy you're ever going to come across. So, you know, I think they're getting led in the right direction. In that sense, it's just a matter of putting the results together. This is the only meeting against Hamilton. So you're relying on film study, not previous experience. We'll see, though. We'll see. I, we know that Cornelius can hurl that ball. But, he throws it hard. Yeah, he does. That's what all the receivers are saying, too. Yeah, when you've got them talking, you know you're doing something right. Tomorrow night on 6.30, Chad, back to hockey talk. The Oilers, they're in Vancouver to face the Canucks at Rogers Arena. Our coverage starting uh, after the 6.30 news on Chad. 8 o'clock puck drop, Cam Moon, Bob Stoffer on the call of that one as well. And then they're back home for three more. I'm pretty sure I'm hosting Monday's show as well. I'm going to double-check my calendar when I get back to the desk before I double down on that, but I am quite confident that Bob is uh, heading out. So, I don't know. Well, if they're at home, why would that be the case? Whatever. You'll hear from me anyway. 
Calendars are overrated. It's a Friday. <laughs> and trying to remember it while sitting in a completely different part of the building. That's what's overrated. Making me sound like I don't have a clue what's going on. That's only partially true. I can assure you of that much. Coming up next on 630 Chat, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then 630 Chat afternoons with guest host Ted Henley. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure getting to chat with you. Thanks for hanging out this Friday. Oilers in action tomorrow, 8 o'clock on Chad. Catch it then. See you Monday. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.